Zillman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott! Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. yeah, the real talent on the show. Oh boy, as I like to say you're gonna need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it. I think is the top story, but um, before you go to this top story, I want to ask you this, Dom, have you seen the movie Demolition Man? Yes. Oh, I, I thought that was going to be Kev shouting hold sandwich it, hold shop. It, hold it, hold it, hmm. Let Let's qualify this. Who's in Demolition Man? Isn't this Sly is the good guy, and uh, Wesley Snipes is the bad guy, and every restaurant's Taco Bell. He's got it. And what was yeah. some of the other predictions that were made by Demolition Man? I don't remember that much. Well, in the new, let me give you the, let me play you the clip. I've been an enthusiast of your escapades for quite some time now. I have, in fact, perused some newsreels from the Schwarzenegger Library, and that time that you took that car. Hold it. 
The Schwarzenegger Library? The Schwarzenegger, yes, the Schwarzenegger Library Presidential would indicate Library. that... Wasn't he an actor when Stop. you... Stop. He was president? Yes. Even though he was not born in this country, his popularity at the time caused the 61st Amendment, which states that... I don't want to know. <laughs> I wish I had seen this movie when I knew about their, their rivalry. I would have appreciated that line more. I mean, yeah, that came after in, uh, what was it, the last last action hero in the alternate universe, Stallone was the Terminator, right? Yeah. But then, you know, after Demolition Man, that's when he became the governor, right? It's like, I mean, you know, okay, he's the governor of California. Next step is president. You just need the amendment to say that you can be president if you're not born in this country. So Arnold Schwarzenegger said he would definitely run uh, and win if, uh, if it were legal. So, and you know, he's probably right. He probably would win. I mean, who wouldn't vote for uh, the president? I, I, I just, um, in honor of Arnold, not even knowing any of this stuff, I actually just watched Pumping Iron. <laughs> um, what was that? Last Friday. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, I know he was like a big, strong, like ripped guy when he was young. But like, holy shit, that guy was huge. And were like, you, uh, the finding shit. Were you alone when you watched it? No, I was with my guy friends, surrounded in a the room. Oh, there you I go, see. Kev. Were you guys all oiled up? Like, did you like? Was it before or after? Oh yeah, we, we we so before we weren't. Then after we were like, okay, now it's competition. And then we started. We got the oil and we got that pom pom. Did anyone sit in cake? No, no cake. No cake. All right. No, there was a there was a brownie, but we decided to leave that alone. You know, I'm telling you right now, someday Sandwich will make a bet with me, which he will lose, and the resulting the resulting uh, 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 action will be that he has to do a sitting in cake in shorty shorts video. I don't know on what bet I would ever allow that to be. I lose, it's even if it's something, even if it's so like sure of, exactly. It has to be like the sun's going to rise in five minutes or something like or the sun will still be up in the sky in five minutes. It has to be one of those kind something. of bets. It'll be just something that you're so sure of that you're like, I'll bet anything. And I'll be like, the cake video? And you'll be like, the cake video. And then, it, and you will be wrong, and then you will have to do the cake video. And then the Geek Stuff TNG Patreon will see subscriptions that it has never seen before. We might have to, we might have to go to OnlyFans. OnlyFans for that. OnlyFans slash Geek Stuff TNG. OnlyFans for the the sandwich in cake video. Yeah, well, let's let's do those social medias while we're uh, while we're at it, right? This is Geek Stuff TNG. Welcome to the show. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Geek Stuff TNG, and all those places, as well as the website geekstufftng.com. You can uh, call the show if you want to request a sandwich in a uh, shorty short sitting in cake at uh, the GVM line. 201-730-2547. If you want a really hot preview of what that might be like, Google Brie Larson doing it. <laughs> yeah. Because in the movie, in the movie, in the TV show United States of Terra, where I discovered Brie Larson, uh, she's doing that on uh, on the internet like for money. And it is hysterically funny and sexy. So uh, that's where the idea came from, by the way. Okay. I didn't realize she was so in the United States of Terror. She was. She was the daughter. I mean, I, just, I never watched she the was, show. Um, oh, you should. It was really good. 
I thought it was really, I thought it was a really good show, actually. If I'm being honest. Now that's the the mom has associative dis, uh, identity disorder, something like that, right? Disassociative DID. Multiple multiple personality disorder, whatever that. I don't know. I'm sure there's a different name for it now, but yeah, she had that. Yeah, and it was um, what's her name? She's British, but you never know it. She was the mom in um, Little Miss Sunshine, also, but I always forget her. Colette, Colette, something. Tony Colette. Tony Colette. Tony. Tony Collette, yeah. Right. So anyway, if you want to Tony, see... Tony, she had multiple... <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, support the Patreon. It's a dollar a month. You get access to the show's private Discord server where you can chat with the members of the show. For $3 a month, it's the Early Bird Special. You get the shows as soon as we are done recording them, uh, along with a copy of the Encyclopedia Prep Sheetica. Typically, we record on Fridays these days, and the show posts on Monday. At $10 okay. a month, you get access to watch the show live on Instagram Live when Kev's uh, iPad is working. We'll talk about Apple products, I think, in the second half of the show. So we'll save it for that part of the show. Uh, and with that, I think we can uh, probably move on and do... Geek Stuff. What's in the news? All right. Uh, let's see. Why don't we do the box office stuff? Super Mario Brothers. Movie is still killing it, right? Uh, it's made like, is it already made a billion dollars? I don't know. Where's Super Mario Brothers movie? There you go. I believe it. I mean, it's a great movie from what I heard. That's a movie I wish I would have seen recently. I just have, I've been out to the theater, but I just didn't see that one. Well, so it's it's already like available, like not, stream, on demand, not streaming, but like on, on demand. Yeah, so my wife brought it for my son. He's already watched it several times. I've seen parts of it. It's, it's what I've seen is fine. Um, I honestly, it's a lot more Princess Peach based than I thought it was going to be. Like she's more of the the lead, um, which is which is fine. I just didn't didn't realize that. Um, uh oh, Scott doesn't like female leads. I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. I just I, I was. It's a Super Mario movie, but she is definitely like the strong leading character, and Mario is just kind of along for the ride. Uh, I, I as say. a straight white male who was confident in myself, love to see a strong female lead take control of the movie. I mean that I swear. <laughs> so now let me let me give you a surprise. This is really surprising to me. The latest uh, weekend box office. You, I mean, you said you saw one of the movies that's in the top. What movie yes. did you see? So I saw the new Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And. Where do you think that would be in the weekend? Where should that be in the weekend? Well, so I want to say it's one, but with your 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 smile, it's not. It's not. It? It's not. And I am shocked because what is number one is Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. See, for that movie, I have heard different. I've heard two different takes, very much like opposite sides of the coin. I love everything about this. It was a wonderful movie. That was the worst thing I've seen in my entire life. I have not seen a middle road take on this movie. I've either seen complete adoration and love for the movie, or it's trash, and I want my money back. I mean, yeah, the 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 premise is just problematic, right? Because like the the Beast Wars stuff is like alternate universe, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's because the main character, the the main. Uh, Transformer is Optimus Primal. It's alternate universe Optimus as 
a gorilla. A gorilla. Instead of right? instead of a truck, instead of a sixteen wheeler, turns to a gorilla. And but then but then they've always been on Earth or they've been on Earth for a long time is the kind of the premise of this one, I think. I yeah, I think so. I think they've they've just been there forever. Although I don't know how we don't know there's a giant gorilla mech running through a forest somewhere, unless the movie clarifies on that. Um Right. And then that's the other thing that my problem with the you know, the whole premise of the transforming was to blend disguise. in, right? Disguise, but Robots they're clearly they're clearly yeah. robot gorillas, so that's not <laughs> really a disguise, yeah. he, you know. It's, it's not even that. like he has like fake hair or something like that to look more like a real gorilla, right. just really, really big. He looks like a robot mech gorilla. Right. But so yeah, and then uh, number three so again numbers wise, Transformers was sixty one million Spider-Man was 55 million, and then Little Mermaid okay. still took in another 23. Guardians 3 took in another 7. Um, you know. Um, my girlfriend saw The Little Mermaid. She's seen it twice now at this point, actually. She really liked that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, she's, she's also a big Little Mermaid fan. Um, seen Guardians. We've talked about Guardians at this point already. Um, yeah, I haven't seen uh, a Transformers movie in theaters since, like, I think the second one I saw in high school with this kid who... Um, turned out to not be a good person after we saw the movie. Good person that entire adventure, and then we went our separate ways, and he turned to be a really bad person. But he was fun to watch the movie with. Is that your 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 friend Ezra Miller that you used to hang out with? Sort of, <laughs> actually, sort of. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't think I've ever seen any of the Transformers movies. Like I've seen parts of them as they've been on TV now and then, but yeah. I certainly have never gone to a theater to see a Transformers movie. Um, I may have seen the first one, but I don't really think that I've sat so, through the whole yeah. thing. I think it's been the on. Fir the first one was in my youth iconic because that introduced my generations of young boys to Megan Fox. Yeah. So that movie was iconic for us because like, holy shit, it's Megan Fox. This girl is a smoke show. Yeah. Um and she continues to be a smoke show uh, to this day. Um which Transformers basically Transformers is almost like I don't know how this makes I'm saying I'm going to say this and it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. It feels somewhat like an e like equally grounded to slightly more grounded Fast and Furious. It's like there's attractive <laughs> girls and fat and fast cars. Whereas like But yes, at, least, at least when the the car swings from a a, a a vine like Tarzan, you can, yeah. it's a robot, so you can believe it's it. It's a robot, it makes sense. <laughs> Somehow that feels more grounded than just a guy with some nitrous and family behind him. I'm just going to reach out, and I'm going to grab a hold of this vine and hold my 69 Charger yes. by the yes. steering wheel, as, and this, I got my yes. seatbelt on, so it's I, all right. I'm going to catch a submarine missile out of the side of my souped-up truck tank, and I'm going to push it back at the submarine and blow it up. Uh, or That's gonna... an almost exact uh, scene from the movie. And they go into space in like a Toyota Corolla, yeah. right? I mean, they, yeah. they put duct tape over the, the the window seams and go into space. So anyway, it, it's, it is what yep. it is. <laughs> I, lo I love the Fast and Furious movies, and I can't help it. I'm sorry. The, I'm watching the new the previews for the new one, and I'm just like, F yeah, I, you know, blow some shit I, up. I will never fast. judge you openly, Scott. Openly. But behind my back, oh my god, I can't Oh, like a gentleman, yeah. 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 You know, the second <laughs> the show goes off, I'm gonna talk to him. I can't believe this fucking guy Scott said. <laughs> oh man. Um let's see. So this, the Super Mario Brothers movie back to that, they've already confirmed a sequel. Uh discussions to begin after 
uh, the Writers Guild uh, strike negotiations are complete. So I'm sure. I'm oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, with all the money that made, they have to just keep making them. And again, yeah. and, and people seem to like it. Like it was a good movie. So yeah, no, I heard wonderful things. That was, that was one of those movies in a while that didn't have like polarizing takes. Yeah. Like it seemed pretty consistently like I good, like okay to good. You know what I mean? A passing score for sure. Right. Well, and then uh, speaking of the box office, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is predicted to bomb at the box office. Uh, so, yeah, I have not heard a single good thing about this movie. Um, and maybe I just haven't seen the people who liked it, um, but I've only heard that people did not like it. That, like, it loosely hits the beats of, like, Indiana Jones punching Nazis. <laughs> right. I mean, that's it. Um, it's That's the only yeah, thing it's got. That's really all it is, apparently. Now, I could be way off base. I'll be honest, I haven't seen it. I didn't really have any interest in it. Um, I hope it's good because Indiana Jones is a a pillar of just pop culture as a general for the last 50 years, I feel like, almost. Um, so I'd like it to not suck. But Yeah, I mean, it's just going to go out with a with a whimper, I think. Um, yeah. And then I hope, I hope this doesn't, if it does go out with a whimper, I hope this doesn't, like, stop any further plans for Indiana Jones. I mean, I imagine it'll come back at some point with either some kind of TV show or movie, but I would like for the property to not end on two stinkers. Well, you know what I mean? Isn't the plan, Kev, correct me if I'm wrong, to have Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character kind of there, pick up and move on? I mean, that's kind of what's been rumored, right? That's There's no solid plan for that. The only thing I've heard is no one else will ever play Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, don't oh, redo Indiana fine. Jones. Have it be in the world and somebody else taking over right i don't i don't know if that's what they're going to do yeah someone else has has a hat and a whip well because they always said in the like or everybody thought when crystal skull came out that it was going to be you know what mutt was that the character's name played by mud if they recast mutt with chris pratt as i suggested they could have carried on that way but honestly once you hit like this time period that they're they're going to be in in this film, the character doesn't make a lot of sense anymore. You know what I mean? It's like National Treasure then, right? Mm-hmm. Which one of the things that I found implausible about National Treasure, besides the fact that, well, a lot of things, but you know, like uh, unless they decided to go that route with it. You know, I just, I don't know. I just don't think it, it, it has the same sort of gravitas, if you will, that the era that the Indiana Jones movies were set in. I mean, the first three, at least. I don't think it has the gravitas that, that the time period, rather, doesn't have the gravitas that, that, that the former time period had. So I don't know how you would do that. Right. Well, and but the I think the difference between like a national treasure is that every Indiana Jones movie deals with some supernatural phenomena and with Indy, Indy being the skeptic that doesn't believe in the magic behind it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, I mean, just, I mean, that's, I think that's the, the heart of the story because you even get in the, in the trailer for this one, right. He's all, I've seen a lot of things that I can't explain and I don't know that I believe him, you know? So I don't know. I thought I, I think that that's the, that's the heart of it. So the last one being, uh, you know, the, whatever the dial of destiny is, you know, we'll find out when we see the movie. But the crystal yeah. skull was rough. Yeah. So. Yep. 
All right. So and, and this one will be too, apparently. Yeah. And then, but you just finish out your uh, five Indiana Jones movies and what else is there? There's all the, there's the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. You said everything last, last time you said everything was on Disney plus now. Um, yeah, I believe they are so, now. Yeah. What else is there other than the movies and the Indiana Jones Chronicles? Is there more content? Nothing. Okay. Oh, but it's just all that, that show is finally back available. All right. Yeah. Just, just hitting on other big box office, you know, the, the John Wick franchise has hit a billion worldwide. Um, and then yeah. uh, Keanu reunited with Dogstar recently. Does anybody watch the Dogstar concert? No. No. I mean, nobody cared about Dogstar 20 years ago, but now Keanu has done nothing but, like, grow in popularity for the last 20 years, but still nobody really cares about Dogstar. Is that is that it? Yeah, unfortunately. I totally, uh, yeah, I was never a big Dogstar fan personally. <laughs> Whatever the hell that is. All right, let's do... Let's do some celebrity news. Um, you know who Naomi, Naomi, ah, Naomi Watts is now married to Billy Crudup? Just out of nowhere? There you go. What do I, I know her. Why do I know her? She's done things. I just can't think what. She's the female lead from uh, King Kong, right? I think that's probably the uh, one that would yeah, be yeah, the yeah, most yeah. recognizable. And then Billy Crudup ring. is uh, Dr. Manhattan, right? Yes. Ah. And the oh, ring. Yeah. Wasn't she in the ring? Yeah, you're right. I think she was in the ring. But you know, and, you know, Sandwich uh, and I are both too scared to watch horror movies, so we don't, we don't know. Yeah, no. Big babies. I, I could barely watch an aggressive thriller. <laughs> aggressive thriller. She was in the ring. Confirmed. Um, and then in other celebrity romance, uh, milkshake singer. Is it Kalis or Kalis? I think it's Kalis. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. 43 years old is, is dating actor Bill Murray, age 72. Good for Bill. Good for Bill. Good for Bill. Really? Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, that just, yeah. Good for Bill. Good for Bill and Kalis. I have to look her up. I don't think I know what she looks like. I didn't know she looks like Eden Tyler. I clicked on, I've never seen her. I don't know if she was a real person. I felt like one of those. <laughs> The first AI-generated song ever. You think Milkshake was done by a uh, AI? Definitely. I'd believe it. Speaking <laughs> of AI, the Beatles will release their last song. With the help of AI? With the help of AI, yeah. Did yeah, you read that I article? That. With, no. With, with the endorsement of, uh, I mean, Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney's working on it, right? Yep. <laughs> Sorry. I, every time I think of, I, is everyone aware of the... Obvious conspiracy that Paul McCartney's been dead for like generations at this point. <laughs> yeah, he was he's been dead since uh Abbey Road, right? Yeah, something like that. If you play the song backwards and you hear a thing, my friend recently got into that. Um so he was like, Dom, listen, you have to you just listen to me when I say these things. I know it sounds crazy, I know it sounds crazy, but if you play this song backwards, listen, listen. He plays it backwards. It's Alex, like, it's Alex yeah. isn't it? No, it's not Alex. It's one of my friends from down the shore. Alex's sandwiches sandwich. <laughs> that yes. was last week's episode. Is this is this Alex's sandwiches sandwich part two? <laughs> no. Did you tell him we named the episode that? I haven't gotten to talk to him much this week. We've just been busy. Oh. Because so he hasn't, because Alex has so been he hasn't out. gone. He hasn't gone to get your packages and bring them to the store. No, he, he hasn't talked <laughs> no. to him because Alex has been out doing his stuff, picking up sandwiches, uh, 
various dice and other items that he needs. He's running errands for Sandwich, like a good sandwich, but Sandwich isn't doing his, his job. I, my, my trunk is full of shit right now that I'll hopefully be able to dump tomorrow at the storage unit. Dump. I love it. Dump. It's good. Do, do you remember the scene in, uh, was it uh, Ace Ventura, where he's pretending to be a UPS guy and he's just kind of kicking yep. the package up the that's how yep. sandwich treats all of your packages i'm sure that's that's how i feel like he treats my packages <laughs> oh my god all right let's see other production casting news uh again the the strike is uh even threatening the publicity plans for films like barbie and oppenheimer and the ninja turtles as the writer strike continues uh daredevil and penguin are shut down till after the strike yep Let's see. And then the other the other thing seems to be uh, the studios really want the premium screens. So when you got things like Dead Reckoning and Oppenheimer kind of fighting for the IMAX screens, because there's only so many IMAX screens, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Does AMC even have IMAX screens by me anymore? Yes. Yeah, I guess they do. I just I also they're very expensive. But they they got the mini they got the mini IMAX. Oh yeah. They have the mini ones. Um the full IMAX, the closest one I think is in Palisades sandwich. Something like that. Like the like, real one. I like the Cinemark because the seats are nice and the lines aren't horrible. Now oh, and they got that super XD fucking sound. Yeah. Now Kev you're a theater experience supporter, right? You think whenever possible, you should always go and experience films as they were meant to be seen in the, on the big screen. And I am literally, I'm literally planning my trip back East with the idea that I would like to see the second Dune movie in a theater with my friend sandwich. <laughs> did you see the, did you see the onion article about that? No. It says Dune 2 picks up right where people watching Dune 1 fell asleep. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so in that, but that continues to the IMAX, right? So again, whenever possible, if money wasn't no object, you would see all the movies in the theater and in the IMAX version, right? Yes. Probably. Well, I don't, think, I don't need to see everything in IMAX. Dune 2, I would see in IMAX. If a movie called for that presentation, I'd want to see it that way. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I just and I, I get it as people are moving to watching their movies on their. Phone. I don't. I don't need to see Ace Ventura in IMAX. <laughs> right. So and so, yeah. where do you stand on like 3D? If there's a 3D version, do you have to see the 3D version, or are you okay? I, I don't have to. No, if it if it happens to work out that way, then I do. But I don't have to see it in 3D. I, I mean, think 3D is a bad gag at this point. I think it's good for kids' movies because kids will enjoy that way more. But like, if if you know for an adult film like if they were going to do like end game in 3d an adult film in 3d oh boy that would be interesting they probably make those already anyway <laughs> um, oh yeah <laughs> for sure i've seen them i've seen a i haven't seen myself um <laughs> i've heard my v friend my v friend saw it vr adult films ah speaking of vr we'll get to that in the second half of the show too um oh, all right uh let's see Sonic the Hedgehog spinoff series Knuckles at Paramount Plus uh, is going to have okay. Chris, Christopher Lloyd and Carrie Elways in it. Let's see. What, what, what is it? 
uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a spinoff series for Knuckles, oh. the red guy. For those With who are Harry Elwes in it. And what? Christopher Lloyd. And Stalker Channing, it looks like. Let's see. And then she's still alive. <laughs> no, remember they're de-aging her. Uh, to she be, was to 80 begin. in Greece. Right. And she's, she's de-aged to be herself in uh, pink ladies, rise of the pink ladies on Paramount plus right now. Oh, she isn't. <laughs> uh, I would love to see them de-age her to an 18 year old uh, Rizzo and just have her play the part. That would be incredible. She was 40 when she played Rizzo. <laughs> I know she would look younger than she actually looked when she played the part the first time. That's hilarious. Um, let's see. No, a bunch of stuff got uh, pushed way back, right? Like, and I see this article says Zoe Zaldana reacts to Avatar Five being delayed till twenty thirty one. She's like, "Great, I'm going to be fifty three when the last movie comes out." So yeah, there is that, and then there's a bunch of Marvel pushbacks, like significant, wow. and it's it's, it's, all, it's all writers' strike related, right? Or are they using the writer's strike to push back some stuff that maybe to give them more time to recover from some missteps and some... 2031? Avatar 5 is 2031. Yes. Paris. Did you see the second one? I haven't seen it yet. It's on Disney+. Plus. Have you seen it's on Disney Plus now? Have you seen it yet, uh, Sandwich? I did, and I I was like, so what? Why did we need this? I mean... Are are they just going to keep going around? Like, all right, so the... So we got the water people involved now. And the next What's is the, next? the air the, ones. The stone and then people the, and the air the fire people. and then the. Unbelievable. And where's, and where's uh, Korra? Oh, is anybody making an avatar joke now? I can't yeah, tell. I'm making, see what I did there, uh, Sandwich. I juxtaposed the two properties called Avatar. Yes. Avatar The Last Airbender, which is an American anime, and Avatar The uh, the the uh, the, the, <laughs> the Jim la- Cameron the, movie, the last of the of the Avatars. <laughs> yeah, and I juxtaposed by making fun of it and talking about how they were, you know, going after all the elements, and then I said, "But where's Korra?" Because Korra, or the Legend of Korra, which is a spinoff of the first one. The Avatar The Last Airbender. See, that's how comedy works. There you go. It's even better when you explain it. Yeah, much I, better. Well, to you, because then you understand it. Oh, I get it now. Uh, let's see. Uh, Do you see they're making a Mortal Kombat movie? Another like, one? A, like a new, like restarting Mortal Kombat. And uh, what's his name? Carl Urban's going to play Johnny Cage. Huh. Really? Yeah. I don't think I like that idea. I mean, to, honestly, he seems too old, right? Johnny Cage seems like he's a, yeah. like yeah. a young Johnny street Johnny Cage punk, supposed right? to be like, yeah, like young street punk. Is yeah. it Mortal Kombat the next generation? It's Mortal Kombat the, the oh, what was it called? Old Mortal guy Kombat. fighting. Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think it has a, a colon yet. Uh, so uh, let's see. The first movie teased Johnny Mortal Cage. Kombat. Remember when that French guy played the the Japanese electric dude? <laughs> That's right. Oh, who was that? Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert. That's right. <laughs> oh my god. The goodness. Highlander himself. Uh, look how Sandwich. far you've fallen. What? Have you ever seen a movie called The Highlander? 
seen bits of it. What happens in it? <laughs> well, it's like guys live forever, and you have to like find the other one and chop off his head or something like that. Okay, all right, you got now, it. Okay, can, do you know? I, I know Sean Connery was like training the guy, and then Sean Connery died to the bad guy who was also Highlander. The guy he was training is a French actor named Christopher Lambert, who hysterically was playing a Scottish person in that movie. While the Scottish person in that movie was playing a Spaniard or Egyptian, depending on which version of his story you believe. And then oh. you had Clancy Brown playing a Russian who didn't really sound Russian <laughs> at all. So really, really, really awesome cult film. Christopher Lambert played Raiden in the Mortal Kombat movies. Yeah. Prior, one of them prior to this, yeah. Ew. <laughs> Look so, at that. You want you want to laugh? Look up the photo of him. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. Let's talk about directors. Guillermo del Toro uh, says that he's almost done with live action movies. <laughs> yep. You just saw the photo. <laughs> Jeez, do I have to look it up? Is it that good? <laughs> if you've never seen it, you should look it up. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. That's, nope, that's my, that was that's an my... actual movie. That's my next Halloween costume, Christopher Lambert's Raiden. Dude, you'll get canceled. Don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm doing an interpretation of his interpretation. Okay. All right. You'll be all right with that. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like nobody wants to let Guillermo del Toro, which I don't understand, make live action movies. So he's going to focus on animated movies. Who doesn't want him to make a live action movie? It just, he says he's having trouble getting studios to back his, what he wants to do which is kind of shocking because even though his stuff is out there it still is very popular like it's, hello one of his movies was best picture like five years ago yeah it's it's the makeup department they can't handle the work anymore right like just do animated you can cgi it <laughs> make those guys handle it but he says he's either way he says he's only got a few more live action that he wants to do and then the rest is going to be uh animation from going forward um I know there was an old article. We never really got to talk about it, but he had like a whole script. He was ready to do a Justice League Dark movie, and it just you know failed to launch. And I would have liked yep. to seen that. So, I mean, you know, like he could have talking about I, who could handle that material. It would have been great. So I like the idea of Justice League Dark, and I like uh, Guillermo del Toro. I like them together. I just don't like Warner Brothers having a say. <laughs> well, obviously, that's well, that's the it, problem. Yeah. Yes. The second director on all those movies is Warner Brothers. Exactly. So that I like everything until I have to remember that Warner Brothers was touching it. Yeah. All right, let's see. Last bit of uh, director news. So Quentin Tarantino says that he is against killing animals on screen. It's just too much for him, so he doesn't do it. Yeah. It has twice the amount of feet as a, as a regular thing he, he films. <laughs> all right, that's comedy coming at you. There you go. This is a see, comedy Kevin, podcast. what you do is... You prep a joke before the show, you set up the punchline and the joke, and then when the lead comes in, you know where your line is so you can execute it and then play the laugh track so the people at home know that it was funny. That's comedy. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no, Kev died. <laughs> That, that is not the Kev died sound. 
Uh, no, technically, it's any one of us on the show dies. That's the sound that has to be played. So, all right. Should we be talking about that? No, we shouldn't. But everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know he'll get upset. I know. Okay, let's move on. Uh, let's see. Celebrity crime blotter. More problems in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Black Panther 2 star Tena Huerta accused of sexual mm-hmm. assault. Yep. Damn. I like that guy. So, you know, they're, that's... Uh, so you know, bye bye submariner guy. God damn it. I like him. He's been in things I enjoy. I mean, yeah. So I mean we'll Fresh we'll me. see what, what comes to light uh regarding that, but um that seems to put a damper on again more more bad news for the MCU at this point, I suppose. You know, um, thank God we introduced the multiverse just so everyone can be a piece of shit. We can recast them after a couple movies. Yeah. That's really the only reason they use the multiverse is so they can recast. Hey, I'll recast. They probably knew. They probably knew. They're like, listen, listen. <laughs> He's a good guy. We'll get we'll get him good for one movie, and then once we once everyone knows what we know, and then we can recast him. Yeah. Did Did you see Elizabeth Olsen's? Uh, like it was like her advice was to just sign on for one movie, and then if you like it, sign on for more. And I'm like, I don't think that you get they will never do that you don't yeah you don't have that much negotiation power you know no. you're, they're not going to let you sign on for one movie you know if you're no uh, you know like that's part of the deal like we're looking for somebody that you sign for this one movie with the potential for 10 more if people like your character right you that's part of the deal so i mean i think that's a little disingenuous for her to say that um because there's no way any any actor no matter how big you are is going to get signed i'm just going to do one i'm one and done for a, for a major well, role. For a I think role. Joaquin Phoenix got signed for one and done on the Joker. I don't know what sort of dump truck full of 20s they drove to his house in order to get him to do a sequel because he swore up and down there wasn't going to be one. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, and I don't even think they need one. But that's, that's Lady Gaga as uh, Harley Quinn, right? Yep. Going to be definitely a movie I see, and I've low expectations unfortunately yeah I, I mean i will see it and i will probably and hopefully it's better than the first one i, I did not enjoy i want to like one. it i want to like it for sure yeah i i just i don't see the sequel line yeah i i also i go back to if the first joker movie had just been a movie about a clown descending into madness it would have been a fine movie trying to make it the joker was the problem yes so anyway, uh, let's see. Moving on. Uh, oh, you know, more and more stuff is getting pulled off of the streaming services. Uh, the Runaways, right? The Marvel show, The Runaways, is gone. Just uh, quietly removed from Disney Plus, so you can't see it anymore unless you have have it on a hard copy or a hard drive somewhere. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So here's one. Uh, first of all, Thunderbolts production is on pause for the writer strike, like everything else. Um, but I see a. Uh, a new one. I think that this rumor, I don't think it's true. So first, let me let me give you the source. The source is a website called GVN News. Okay. And they think Mephisto is going to be in Ironheart. Is there any reason why Mephisto's character would show up in an Ironheart movie? Well, there's no there's no real reason. There's no real reason that Mephisto couldn't show up in any of the movies. 
Right, but has Mephisto as a character dealt with the Iron Man segment regularly? Isn't he? Wouldn't he be more? No. He, no, he's a Spider-Man. But villain if, it, if it's if it's just an opportunity to introduce, I mean, he could be an end credit. I you mean, know, like it could be it could be the beginnings of the groundwork of what happens after Kang, assuming there's still a Kang. <laughs> after Kang, but before Galactus. Right. But twice after Thanos. So I mean it's entirely possible that that you know that laying the groundwork for anything like that makes sense because you know, like it, it, it makes sense for them to do that because especially now because of the Jonathan Majors situation. You know, I mean, between him and and Namor, you have two pretty huge characters. The actors of which are are now going to be seriously scrutinized with regards to how those lawsuits come out. And it may not even matter in either case. Just the fact that the lawsuit exists. Well, that's not fair because Jeremy Renner had a similar lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah, he, that seemed to he just, didn't go anywhere. Did, did he win that? Did it go? I, that, or did that just get pushed yeah. under the rug? No, I think I think it was dismissed or some shit. So, so I he don't was. Remember. He. I mean, that's the thing. Was he exonerated, or did people just stop talking about it? Because I didn't hear anything about it. All Look on it Wikipedia. Like, yeah, I don't know. Look on Wikipedia. I I think going back to the Mephisto thing, I don't think it would. Inf- just thinking about him in Ironheart, I don't think it makes sense just at that face value. Unless, like, it makes sense where it's like maybe she's fighting something semi demonic and then he's like an end credit scene. Um, like, it was like some weird, like, magic for science, one of those things where she's like, you know, using her Iron Man science to fight whatever demonic thing that is empowered by Mephisto, maybe. Or um, well, what if she just says one of those things like, I'll do anything to get out of this situation, and Mephisto shows up. That that feels very much putting the square peg in the in the circle hole. To me, you could. That's kind of Mephisto's thing, though. I mean, yeah, but like people have been desperate before in the MCU, and he hasn't shown up. I know we we're gonna. It just didn't make sense before, but it, it would just feel weird for him to just uh, randomly appear for this. Yeah, it says here in the article, and again, the the source is, uh, what was the name of this? Uh, what was the one we used to make fun of? I can't remember. That's what I'm saying. It, it, this one's called we Cosmic Circus. We got this covered. What was that sandwich? We got this covered. No, that's one of them, but that's not the one we used to make fun of. Something, something Hispanic news or something. I can't remember what it was called now. If you remember the name of the website that was always wrong, uh, and call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Geeks of TNG is not an acceptable answer. <laughs> um, it's an inaccurate answer. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an answer. It's just not an accurate answer. So Cosmic Circus <laughs> is where this is coming from. They are saying that uh, Avengers Tower was sold to uh, Mephisto. And he's going to play a big part in Ironheart. Is Mephisto Norman Osborn? Because I'm sure that they've already said something about Oscorp having bought that building. Oh, I thought it was a Baxter thing. 
I thought it was going to be the Baxter building. No, well, I mean, no, this just says, as many of you remember the significant plot point of Homecoming's finale, centered around Happy Hogan supervising moving the Stark technology from Avengers Tower to their new facility in upstate New York, and that's because Mephisto bought it, is what this is saying. So, I don't know, maybe there's some Easter eggs in there that people are seeing, um, and maybe this uh, website is just full of crap. So, it remains to be seen. Mephisto, but I mean, again, they already said that if, didn't, talking about the Hasbro, uh, the HasLab, well, you're never going to see Mephisto. That doesn't seem right if they were going to put Mephisto in uh, an MCU movie here shortly. Well, then you would get the MCU version of Mephisto first, and then you would probably get a deluxe version of Mephisto after the fact. One assumes that's the way that's, that, that, that's how that would roll. The reason they didn't release Mephisto or Son of Satan was a, was the other one during that HasLab, I think, right? Wasn't it? And there was a third one. I don't remember who it was, but it was another, like, demonic character or some shit that they they were, like, not appropriate for us to release the children, you know, right before they admitted that whatever percentage it is now, 60%, 40-60% of toys are being sold to adult collectors. So... Fuck you, Hasbro. That's right. Uh, let's see. Speaking of fuck you, Hasbro, let's talk about the Hasbro news. All right. They have a HasLab that's currently running. It's already funded. Did anyone know oh, about yeah. it but me? Nope. Oh, yeah. You. She sent it to us. Well, obviously it's funded, so somebody knew about it, but other than you, but not the other two people on this Dan program. Which, do you know what it is? It's the helicopter from G.I. Joe, right? Correct. It is the Dragonfly helicopter from G.I. Joe. It is over three feet long. Uh, this is be classified, G.I. Joe classified, so the six-inch line, or the best line that Hasbro is producing currently. It comes with, uh, so far it comes with Wild Bill, the pilot. Uh, you classic kids of the 80s would remember uh, him and that helicopter the dragonfly um it's also done the first unlock has been achieved which is night force um which one is it one of the paratrooper guys i think night force somebody somebody open that page up and tell me what that who that character is that's the first tier unlock night, night force somebody they, all right, and then we're gonna. Uh, th this is this is good for us to get into. The second tier of the three. So, in other words, if it fully, if it funds all the way through these, yes, sandwich. So at thirteen thousand backers, which they just hit, uh, GI Joe Assault Copter Dragonfly Classified Recruit Number One Night Force Ripcord. Ripcord. That's it. I couldn't remember his name. And then they have revealed the second one and the third. Uh, no. Just they haven't revealed the third one yet. The second one at 16,000 is Glenda. Yes. The Good Witch of the North. No. So let's talk about this character really quickly because this is now, this of course is the controversial, the controversial character. So in the 80s, Hasbro sold the molds of G.I. Joe action figures to other countries for them to produce different figures for their own lines, right? In Argentina, 
this uh the scarlet mold was uh was sold uh was was uh the scarlet mold was sold to a company in Argentina I don't remember the name of the company and they did a character called whatever her full name is Glenda something it was basically just a straight up repainted scarlet figure so if you look the figure up the classic figure it is it is a repainted OG scarlet figure like just repainted blue and white scheme with blonde hair right so hasbro in their infinite wisdom now i don't know how i feel about this on the one hand i feel this is a great idea on the other hand i think it's a stupid idea but let's 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 stick positive here for one minute and that is that everyone who collects gi joe classified old school collectors especially people who are trying to get like the first 19 or 20 characters i don't want to mention names um but those people have been screaming for a classic version of scarlet because the version of scarlet they put out was in the first wave when they were doing all that gold bits and bobs on the costume and the little sci-fi updates you know the shit everyone hated and the reason gi joe classified did an absolute and abrupt about face and started updating the characters a little bit, but not going fully nuts and overboard like they did with Wave 1. Well, they haven't reproduced, or they haven't produced a classic Scarlet yet. However, this figure, the one that comes with the helicopter, Glenda, is literally a Scarlet, a G.I. Joe uh, classified original OG Scarlet figure right because if you look at the details this is clear clearly what's going to happen here because we've talked about hasbro and reuse and everything else what's going to happen is very shortly they're going to announce that they're going to do an og scarlet and it's going to be this figure that they're offering with the helicopter just in the scarlet colors and not in the Glenda colors. Right. So she'll have red hair instead of blonde and then whatever the uniform colors are, right? Yeah, the yellow and yellow and purple, whatever her suit was. If you remember the original Scarlet figure. Um, yeah. So on the one hand, it's kind of brilliant because they get second use out of a mold that they're gonna sell a billion of that Scarlet figure because that's one of the OG characters. It's the OG female in the group. It's going to sell like hotcakes, but they're getting mold use, you know, reuse out of it because this character, which was for all intents and purposes, a mold reuse of the Scarlet figure back in the day, um, they, they're releasing a character that was basically, you know, an, an Argentina uh, origin version of a G.I. Joe character. Um, the original figure of which, by the way, in Argentina goes for about, um, uh, in, in today's market is about 600 bucks, by the way. Jeez. Yeah. Like loose. I mean, a <laughs> loose figure. Wow. That I think, I think it's loose. I think it's about 600. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure I'm in the right ballpark. <laughs> um, so on the one hand. This is a genius move because people who can look past the fact that this is an obscure character, and I mean way obscure, 
people who can look past that and see the fact that this is your OG, this is basically them announcing an OG Scarlet. Because, and they've just done it in reverse. You know, I give Hasbro credit where credit is due. This made sense. This move makes sense because they're going to get two characters at least out of this mold with maybe some slight tweaks and definitely paint tweaks, but slight other tweaks. OG Scarlet is a character people have been screaming for since day one. It's an obscure character, which is what a tier unlock in a HasLab should be. It should not be an original character. Like when they did Cobra Commander with the Hiss Tank, the original OG, the Silver Face Cobra Commander, that one. It's like that because the... Cobra Commander in the His Tank HasLab is what they refer to as the Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander. The, the original insignia of Cobra looked like a Mickey Mouse head. And so the Mickey Mouse version of that character is coming with the HasLab, and they will undoubtedly release a regular version of that Cobra Commander, thus getting more use out of the mold thus providing two different versions of the character, people who got the HasLab versus people who didn't. And there you go. So this move, this Glenda move, on the one hand, is, a, is I think is a good thing. The fact that they chose to make this the middle tier doesn't make sense to me. The last tier, maybe... The middle tier, no. This is, I mean, as obscure characters go, this is obscure to the nth degree. And so it doesn't make a lot of sense to do it as the middle because if the object, at least Hasbro's object, is to sell more helicopters. If they want to sell more helicopters, then you don't put the obscure character. It's like if they had put the obscure character in slot one. Who would be inspired? She's not an inspiring character for everybody. You know, that is the kind of deep-rooted, like, real niche character that may be a certain, a very small, very committed and knowledgeable collector base might enjoy. But to put her in the middle just means that they're going to now struggle, in my opinion, to get to 16,000. Where are they at now? One of you have it open? You said they just unlocked 13, right? They're like they 13, just unlocked it last 13 night. and change still. 13, 13 and what? Yeah, so they've picked up... 13, four. They've picked up only 200 since last night when they revealed the second lock. So... It's fallen off a cliff because of this. And there's still another character. That one's at 19. Well, we'll get the unlock of it at six. We'll get the reveal of it rather at 16 when Glenda theoretically funds. And then we'll see who that character is. 
But I don't think they thought this through. I think she should have been the last tier. Because at least from a business perspective, if the, if the third guy is a popular guy, like let's say there's a lot of speculation it might be General Hawk in a flight suit, um, which was a thing. Um, there's a lot of speculation it could be that. If it is that, that definitely would have pushed it a lot closer to 16,000 than this character is going to. And then if you put out the obscure character and you can't pull that last 3,000 because it's an obscure character, we haven't lost anything, really. You're still going to make OG Scarlet, which means the mold is going to pay for itself. So, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of, I don't get, the, I don't get their, their decision-making there. That's that. That's the negative side of this. If you want to do an obscure character like that, this is where it belongs. But but shooting yourself in the foot business wise doesn't make sense to me. So I don't know what their I don't know what the angle was. I, I would like to have been in that discussion where they said, "No, let's do the really obscure figure in the middle," mm -hmm. so that we can't even get to sixteen thousand. Now, did you say you went to a Joe Fest? Was, was that G.I. Joe Fest or just that just happened? To be I did not go to Joe Fest. I followed with voracious interest the happenings at Joe Fest this past weekend. Yes, this is a G.I. Joe. I, I don't want to say strictly military action figure show because I don't think that does. I don't think that does its service because there were a lot of people there. I mean, vendors and, and so forth. So. Just to let you know, some of the people that we've talked about on this program uh, were there. Uh, our friends over at um, uh, uh, the guys that do Eagle Force. Why am I forgetting that now? That oh. toy company. I'm an idiot. Eagle Force. Oh, that's the... bad. Oh, bad monkey. Fresh monkey fiction. Fresh monkey fiction. Yeah. So those guys. Uh, the guy, yeah. So the guys that do that, they're doing six-inch Monster Force. We've talked a little bit about those. They revealed a whole bunch of those that are coming out. Sorry, Sandwich. And uh, so okay. you'll tell me the wheelhouse if it's in later. <laughs> I, I will. I will tell you that wheelhouse later on, smartass. So um, it's you know what wheelhouse it is, Sandwich. It's your mother's wheelhouse. Oh, it's things I like sandwich. It all I can fucking stop fits in there. It all fucking fits in there. I didn't break my iPad sleep buying another toy again. That didn't, I didn't happen. break it sleep buying a toy. I slept bought the toy before it broke. Sure, sure. Listen, however you addicts got to cover up your tracks, it's cool. I, whatever you're ready to talk, we're here. If we got Joe Fest that, we will. 2023. In addition, there was also Spiro. Uh, is it Spiro Toys? The guys that do um, uh, Warriors of the Animal Kingdom. Remember, we had Jason Bienvenu on the show uh, a while back talking about his three and three quarter, yeah. you know, his four inch. Well, now they're doing six inch also. I think they're in wave two, I think, is, is coming yes. uh, or out. Those toys look amazing, by the way. Definitely not my wheelhouse. Definitely bought three of each already. No, nope. no, zero. I bought zero. I know you're stunned, but I bought zero. There were a couple that I really liked, but not enough to buy. 
So there you go. I'm not saying they're not, they're, they're definitely, they have an audience. Anybody that likes like mythic legions, they would fit right in with your mythic legions collection or whatever. The other one is savage crucible. That's another one that's coming out. They haven't come out yet. Um, uh, I don't think savage crucible was there, uh, but you know, who else was there is um, chicken fried toys. These are the guys who were doing the old West figures the cowboys and those 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 ones and um they showed off a lot of figures too sorry sandwich and um uh let's see what else oh there uh i do want to say this i don't know that we talked about this this actually this i think scott might like this but i don't know that you will sandwich so he, they they have a little customizing class at joe fest and they have a figure that's only available for people who who take the class or if you bought it you know if you bought the class online and you can get somebody to pick up the figure the figure this year uh scott was yule brenner <laughs> from uh from the original uh the king and i westworld oh westworld oh nice and so he came, you know, it's a full Yule Brenner. Well, it's called Project 73. So it's, you know, as we know, it's not, it can't be Yule Brenner because that's like a license thing. Project 73 is an android cowboy and he comes with the full on head, but he also comes with the head where the face comes off. Yeah. Brilliant. So that was a great, that was a great item. And then another, uh, a new friend of ours, uh, Ed Hellman, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to double check and make sure. Cause I would screw these things up. Ed Hellman, um, who is a, a new friend of the show. I think we're going to have him on fairly soon. He did a one-off figure with the help of, um, some of the Eagle force guys and all that, uh, of bullet man. Anybody knows me knows that I love me some bullet man. Who is Bullet Man, you may ask? Well, Bullet Man was a comic book character from like the 30s. And it's exactly what you think. Dude with a pointy bullet head, basically. Like a hat, like a helmet. Looks like silver bullet. Kind of looks like there was also maker. Bullet Girl or Bullet Woman. I forget which one it is. Um, but then uh in the 70s, when Scott was in college uh gi joe the original 12 inch gi joe when they started going away from military and more into that sci-fi realm they made a 12 inch bullet man figure and it was their own design the helmet was a little you know very reminiscent and it was an amazing figure it was one of my favorite toys as a kid so um of course i have one in my collection but the fact that there's now a three and three quarter fully posable bullet man uh, that Ed Hellman brought us with a couple of different heads and arms and hands and weapons. And the, uh, just amazing. We're going to talk more about that on a future episode. Other people were there like Valiverse, Action Force, Valiverse, Action Force. Um, I think we've talked about those guys on the show. I like this. I like this stuff. I don't know. The the guy sometimes rubs me the wrong way, but he makes good toys, Bobby Valla. They had an exclusive that I thought was really cool. Um, Warpath Eclipse. It's one of their original characters done up in this Warpath like 
Native American sort of inspired style. It was really, really cool. So um, so that was a nice one. And uh, let's see, who else was there? There were there were so many people there. I'm I'm forget uh, I'm afraid I'm forgetting somebody that was that that may be more important than I'm than I'm remembering. No, maybe that was it. But uh, I was very uh, happy to see all the new releases um, from all of those companies. Uh, I'm very excited about independent toy makers like uh, Fresh Monkey Fiction and, um, uh, you know, Spiro Toys, Valiverse, um, all those guys, all these guys making these amazing independent toys. And yet... The big companies still trying to just hand us shit. So, yeah, so speaking of that, let's go right back to Hasbro. Uh oh. And the Marvel Legends Totally Awesome Hulk wave. Ew. I believe you angrily tweeted. We have to talk about this on the next show. Not tweeted, but uh, texted. Sandwich did because he hates that Hulk. <laughs> it's the worst Hulk. It's uh, it's literally the worst Hulk. Amadeus Cho. Yes. It's it's the worst because the comic was just like uh, because something apparently that I guess they never figured out before is like, oh, I'll just take all of Bruce's gamma radiation into me. Cool. And then somehow because he did that, he's like, oh, and I can also control the Hulk. It's like, it's so dumb. I don't even know the story. You have to tell us. But uh, Kev, I thought you were pissed about Captain America, who looks terrible. The face is awful. Oh, I mean, it looks like it, if you want a, only a slightly worse face than that Captain America, Google G.I. Joe classified Falcon. That That's store brand Captain America. That's Captain America at home. No, that's that is fucking that. I don't even know where that face came from, dude. I've never seen Captain America make the uh I got sand in my vagina face. They all look like they've sucked on a lemon. All, all of everybody in this line. Oh, did the... you Google it? Did you Google GI Joe classified Falcon? Because that is the only face worse than this Captain America. I'll also say in this line, the Kamala Khan does not look like. No, there's a lot of criticism about that too. Let's also not forget that these are renders, so. There is a very, in all likelihood, they could still correct this before production. One, two, it's a render. So you know the plastic is going to come out different anyway. So it's not, you know, it's not, I haven't completely given up on it. However, that Falcon, if you looked up G.I. Joe Classified Falcon, that Falcon is fucking terrible. <laughs> and that looks that way. Like, for real. That's not the render. You know what he almost looks like? He almost looks like, what if um, that bad guy from the Rocketeer, the really big dude, had a kid? Oh, jeez. With guy's an face ugly is... woman. This guy's face is <laughs> with an ugly... horrible. <laughs> what the hell? All right. Okay. That's I what think... I'm telling you. Look at what... I can't remember. Lo lo look, Google Rocketeer Lothar. L-O-T-H-A-R, I think it is. Google that and see the similarities between G.I. Joe Classified Falcon and Lothar from Rocketeer. All right. Well, while we're doing that, Kev, I think we should go. You're right. It is. All right. Um, but I think we should take it to break. Right? Yeah. 
because your time is limited today and we got uh, some more stuff to cover. Right, that's true. All right, so with that, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 700 and something. 724? Yep. Yep. Are we two years behind on the website? Are you bad at math? (laughs) How's that two years? It said two, it said seven oh two and, and seven twenty four is how, so how much more is 724? seven twenty four twenty two okay so 22, that's two years twenty two weeks half a year we are a little behind you fuckers are killing me you could do it you and we'll be play. right back <laughs> after these messages we'll be right back yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. Hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. (laughs) Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. 
The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hi, this is Rowdy Roddy Piper from They Live. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And you're listening to Geek Stuff. Gotta like that, man. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Hefuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their premium offer. You get what 18 scale. Hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received. Fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Here you go. <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely parm crisp. That's right. No Geek Stuff TNG would be complete without parm crisp snack mix. Farm crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know, like farm. Crisp. Yeah, also crisp. Almonds, cashews, pistachios, three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs, Kev, does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Parm Crisps? Are they their own company? 
I believe so. Wow. An independent company, too. Looking at their website, palmcrisps.com, it says our original blend of palm crisps. You can get an everything tub, an original pouch. You can get the ranch snack mix pouch or sour cream and onion pouch. What's your favorite, Kev? I haven't seen sour cream and onion. What was that? I like, I like the original. I like the original, but the ranch one is fine, too. I'd like to try sour cream and onion. It's probably very good. Yeah, you could get the variety pack. Oh, looking at all of the ingredients. Oh, you see, sir, I, I get them at the Costco in the large size because I eat so many delicious parm crisps. Oh, looking at the website, let's see. What's in the variety pack? You got cheddar, original, jalapeno, everything, four cheese, and sour cream. They all sound delicious. Yeah, but I don't think they're doing the big, what is this? 20 ounce. I don't think they're doing, are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors? I don't know. For more information on Parm Crisps, go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today. When you buy them, mention Geek Stuff TNG for absolutely no discount. Mention them at checkout and look like a weirdo. (laughs) Reach out to them at parmcrisps.com and tell them you heard about Parm Crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. All right, it's Big Kev. I'm here at the Big Apple Con with the one, the only, the Iron Sheik. How are you, Sheik? Fine, thank you, sir. Pleasure for me to come home one more time, and especially with my partner, Nicola, and one of my best friends, Mr. Bruno Sammartino, and also Nicola Amin, and Lou Albano, Captain, and Afo Sika and double player company, uh, all intelligent. I'm talking to you guys, please. And all intelligent Americans know about America, that means Madison Square Garden, New York. If you're wrestling like Bruno Sammartino, sold out Madison Square Garden, and with Captain Lou Albano, 18 times, Nicola, I'm talking, please. And Captain Lou Albano, 18 times, Samoyan, and Bruno, and Aaron Sheik, and Nicola, pleasure for me again to come to the New York City, Madison Square Garden, and also Hotel Pennsylvania with my agents, double player, and Mr. Ray. I want to say, God bless you. You send your people here. And I want to say again, you welcome champion, Madison Square Garden. That means from, from, from Frank Sinatra to the Dean Martin to the legend Bruno Sabartino, everybody know who you are. I want to say again, if you make it to the, if you cannot make it to the New York, you don't make it nowhere. Frank Sinatra, God bless you. I'm Iranian. Now, my Russia partner, Nicola, gonna talk, and I wanna say, God bless all my wrestling fans in New York. God bless you, and have a good time. And everybody know. Nobody beat Mr. Bob Buckland six years. I've been him the most famous arena in the world 
Madison Square Garden, New York. I born in Iran, but I married America and Manhattan and Madison Square Garden. God bless all my wrestling fans and have a good day. Hey, God bless you, uh, Iron Sheik. You're 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 gonna be missed. That one was hard just because even though I definitely was not old enough to see any of Iron Sheik's work, um, I, I've seen a couple things about him even before all this stuff happened. And like he was such an interesting person. And I wish I could have watched him wrestle when it was happening. Because he would really. have been my favorite. <laughs> not really. Not what? really. Not really. Not really what? It was, no, he was he wasn't that good. It was, it was, it was the, it was the Iran thing. That's what it was. He was a classic. It was the Iranian thing because it was right during all of that Iranian hostage and all that. And then he beat Bob Backlund, who was the champ for like six years. I think he said that in there, you know, for whatever Bob Bob Backlund (laughs) was the champion for a long time and nobody expected, you know, the Iron Sheik, nobody expected the Iron Sheik to go in there and beat him in Madison Square Garden, which is what happened, which is what he constantly talked about. <laughs> what, what, uh, was his, what was his Not only move? in that, in that quote, interview, end quote, but all, all the time he talked about that. So, you know, like, it wasn't a terrific surprise. I mean, it, rather, it was a terrific surprise when the Sheik won, because really what they wanted to do was transition to Hogan. Right. So Hogan would be the American hero because he would beat the Sheik. Wasn't that Hogan's walking music was real American? Not for not not originally, no. But I not mean, during that period. Oh, no, okay. it wasn't until the wrestling album came out, I oh, think. Oh, okay. All right. And again, do you remember what the Iron Sheik's signature move was? The camel clutch. The camel clutch. That's how he beat Bob Backlund. That's right. Oh with yeah. The camel clutch. Again, I know and you And he guys... had the hook boots. <laughs> That's right. Remember? Yeah. He had the curled toed boots. Which <laughs> which and I love and I really I love I remember Gorilla Monsoon talking about oh that boot can be used like a weapon. You know, like <laughs> ridiculous. Again, I know but yeah, that... I mean yeah, I mean if you want sandwich, I'm sure if you Googled Iron Sheik Bob Backlund, you could see that match. I mean you could see what like old school '80s wrestling, how how uh, how awful it was. Um, at least in that early, the early '80s, especially, it was really not not really terrific. I remember watching Saturday morning wrestling, let's say reruns from that period, and uh, and thinking to myself, "Wow, this could literally be like the gym uh, at, at any school," because that's how. It, first of all, it was small. You know, like you you remember wrestling sandwich, I'm sure. You remember wrestling even now, like they go to these arenas and there's like 10,000, 20,000 people in these arenas yeah. for like Monday night raw. Yeah. When wrestling was on a Saturday morning, you know, like in the early eighties, it looked like there were 300 people there, you know, and then progressively, obviously the, the crowds got bigger because wrestling became more mainstream, um, you know, with the advent of like Hogan and things like that. I so mean, yeah, yeah, that is really right about the time it it was about to go to the next level, right? It, it was it, Hogan. I, it was yeah. Hogan that brought it. It yeah, was Hogan right, yeah. brought it to the next level. That's what it was, and it was him beating the Sheik that gave him the title, and that's what started that whole upswing of the WWF. 
you know, and that's that was really where it began. And I think it culminated in the Attitude Era, and I think it's been downhill ever since then. But that said, um, the the Sheik, yeah, I mean, he was a perennial sort of figure because he was the transition. They used the political zeitgeist of the country at the time to put Hogan over as the American hero. That's what they did. And that was the importance of the Iron Sheik as far as wrestling goes. And then after that, they paired him up with Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, you get the Russian at one and point the because he was the Russian. Yep. You know, it was yep. the Russian and the Iranian, and they were, you know, an evil tag team. At one point, Slaughter. Yeah, Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter went heel. And it was, but he, was he the Iron Sheik then? Or was he like Colonel Mustafa or something? I feel like he had a name change in that period, but I don't remember exactly. But he and he and Slaughter, Sergeant Slaughter would like, I don't know if, I don't know if they were wrestling as a tag team or if like the Sheik was managing him or something because they had a rivalry also in that period but that's after Sheik lost I'm pretty sure it was after Sheik lost the title the rivalry became between I think between Slaughter and the Iron Sheik again because of that whole Iranian American thing that was happening at that time I think I'm right about that I'm pretty sure I'm right about that I mean I may be wrong about that but I'm pretty sure I'm right about that but, you know, like, I mean, yeah, and it was Sheik and Slaughter dressed in, like, Iranian army clothes, you know, and it was the only time Slaughter ever went heel that I can remember. The only time he ever went heel, and he got so he got so much hatred for doing that, that once they transitioned him back out of it, he was Sergeant Slaughter, you know, for all intents and purposes, the good guy forever. Remember his signature move? No, no, I don't. I don't. I just remember that he was a GI Joe figure. Like you know, he transitioned. He was the he was the Cobra Clutch. The Cobra Clutch. That's right. I can do the Cobra Clutch. Well, I could do the Camel Clutch too, but the Cobra Clutch is much more fun. Uh yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was the real importance of the Iron Sheik. He just became a heel gimmick wrestler after that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he and Volkov won the title the tag titles, I think a bunch of times. I don't even think the Sheik got the internet continental title. He might've got that at one point too. I don't remember, but you know, like that was the, the importance of the Sheik was to use the political zeitgeist of the country to push Hogan, you, you know, to put Hogan over and Hogan, of course, then went supernatural with regard, not supernatural, like supernova. It was supernova in popularity. But that was the period also where, you know, like there were other things that were happening in that period. Slaughter was one of the things happening in that period. Uh, Piper's Pit. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is arguably my favorite wrestling thing of all time. Um, and, and and arguably my favorite wrestler of all time is, is, is probably still Rowdy Rowdy Piper who I'm happy to say I was friends with the last couple of years of his life. Yeah. You know, um, real quick, let me, let me interject there. When we talk about, oh. we talk about when you get the chance to meet these people and tell them, thank you for, you know, the joy that they brought to your life and, you know, sign an autograph and, and do all of that. Uh, Roddy, Roddy Piper was another one. I mean, I, again, I love him from, uh, 
they, they live. live. I mean, you know, an incredible movie. But I loved Piper's Pit. I loved Roddy Roddy Piper. And and again, that's another one where he was at a convention, and I'm like, oh man, he's so cool. I really should have, and I should have gotten the autograph because he, you know, he passed away not too long after that. So again, yeah. I've had I've had my share of. I thought about it and didn't do it, and then the person passed away, and so I've got that regret. So I really am now trying to, you know, when the opportunity comes, get that autograph, shake their hand. I go, I, I, you know, I, I've gone to the point now. On that note, let me say, I've gotten to the point now where I'll shake everybody's hand uh, if they don't have a lot. If they're like a dude that was like in in ten different movies that you like, maybe heard the names of half of. Just go say hi to the guy because you know what? If there's no one in front of his booth, you don't got to buy nothing. Just go up to him and say, thank you. You know, just go up to him and say, Hey, I saw that movie, man. I liked you in it. Just do it. You know what I mean? Because for some of these guys that don't have a big line, like let's say Virgil, (laughs) you know, uh, you know, like, I I mean, that's a wrestling example, but there are plenty of movie examples of people who you're like, Oh, he was that guy in that movie. You know what I mean? Or he was that guy in that other thing, you know, the TV show, whatever it is, you know, like if, if you at all like the show, just go up and thank the guy because yeah, they're not going to make a million dollars signing autographs because they're not Mark Hamill. You know what I mean? Some of them aren't even like Linda Blair, you know, you know, like it's, it's it's these obscure guys. Maybe they make a couple of hundred bucks, you know, because there are some really diehard fans of some stuff that they did. They want an autograph, whatever it is. You know, they're in an ensemble movie and they're signing the poster with 35 other people that were in the movie. All of these things, you know, all, all of these things matter to these people, you know, and just go go up and say hi or just go up and thank them. You know, like, hey, I really like that that fucking thing you did whatever it was you know just 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 do it you don't know say it like mean? that but say it yeah yeah don't don't say it like that but <laughs> say it in a classy way i like you in that thing i like you in that thing, like you in that thing. Going, know, back to, going back to going back to piper though piper was the joker of the wwf so of course he was my favorite i mean because that's essentially what he was he was a lunatic like the character was a lunatic you know and it just saying what he wanted to say and doing what he wanted to do and just being a lunatic about it. He had that lunatic face, you know, if he had painted, if he had colored his hair green and painted his face white, he could have been as much the Joker as anybody. So, you you know, I mean, he probably would have been better than Jared Leto just saying. So I'm just saying, Uh, and maybe that new guy too, Kehoe, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, But that aside, all that aside, just focusing on the Sheik, he, yeah, he's a legendary wrestler, and I don't think people give him the appreciation that he deserves. But let's not pretend that the Sheik was like the greatest wrestler. There was a gimmick battle royal where they, like, they, he barely could walk to the ring. You know what I mean? And I think he, like, laid down on a guy at the end, and I think that's how he won the match or some shit. I don't remember what, but... You know, like it, he he wasn't the greatest wrestler in the world. He was a character wrestler. You know, he was he was like the Repo Man. You know, or like the Hurricane. I know OG is going to be pissed that I said that one, but you know, like all, all of those, you know, those gimmicky kind of wrestlers. He was just one of those guys. You know, and the fact that they used the political, like I said, sort of situation in the country to put him over. Uh, to uh, 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 to put Hogan over that way, perfect. It was a perfect, and that was his contribution. His contribution was putting Hogan over. 
uh, which made wrestling explode. So. Yeah, I mean, he, let's he, talk about the let's talk about let's talk about really quick because I'm going to have to go here in a few minutes, uh, and you guys will have to finish out without me. Let's talk really quickly about friend of this program, John Ramita Sr. Passed away age 92, 3? 93. 93. 93 years old. God bless him. God bless him. God bless. Uh, 93 years old, friend of this program, one of the greatest comic book artists in the history of the industry. Hands down. I, I, I'll stand by that. Anybody they want. You, do you want to fight Big Kev over John Romita Sr. being one of the greatest comic book artists in history? Give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. I was wondering if you were going to make it back for that because I was watching you on video. <laughs> ah. So Did, did, he, draw, uh, did yeah. he draw? And the... also, oh. I have to say this as well. Also, sired one of the greatest comic book artists in the industry today, John Ramita Jr. So John Jr. did the very first Big Kev's Geek Stuff live Sirius XM satellite show. And what he did, in addition to being part of the show and answering questions and, and everything else, which I'm sure we probably have the audio version of that show somewhere in, in the archives. Um, but what he did during that show was this was, this was a very long time ago, 100 years ago. Uh, I don't have OG here, so I don't know exactly when. Um, Cause I only OG knows when this show started. Nobody on this show knows when this show started. Not even me. Sometime in 1990, I think. I don't think it was 1990 hysterical, but no. Um, uh, but the point is, is uh, what he did on that show in the early advent of sort of tying, you, you know, what you're hearing on the radio into the Internet and all those sort of things. John Ramita Jr. did a live sketch in my sketchbook on a webcam of Spider-Man and Daredevil in one of my very famous, well-known, legendary sketchbooks i have a beautiful two-page spider-man daredevil sketch by john romita jr now that would be impressive enough right that would be impressive enough however at the time around that time john romita jr in an effort to raise money for now he'll forgive me i'm i think it was his nephew or niece uh, they were trying to raise money for a medical purpose involving, I, I think, a niece or a nephew, I think. Um, and he did a 24-hour sketchathon, meaning John Romita, um, he went to a bunch of different places, and for 24 hours, all he did was sketch for people that waited, right? Now, I was at the sketchathon for probably about half of that time. I mean, the latter 12 hours. I was there with John Jr., his dad, his mom. I was there with Jim Lee. I was there with other notable comic book people who stopped by who were also um, sitting and sketching for people. Uh, who were making donations, Jim Lee included, which I thought that was huge of Jim Lee at the time. 
Um, and uh, a couple of noteworthy things. The first of which is I have a full body John Romita senior sketch. It is one of my prized possessions in the legendary sketchbooks. Full pencil John Romita senior Spider-Man. Brilliant. But also, and I have to say, uh, uh, slightly, only slightly eclipsing that in my collection, in, in, in the legendary sketchbooks, is the very last sketch done in the sketchathon is in my legendary, one of my legendary sketchbooks. It is drawn by John Jr. And it's Spider-Man walking away or his back is facing us, something like that. That's John Jr. And it was inked for me by John Sr. And it's signed by both. And it even, John Jr. wrote on it, last one, because that was the last sketch in the Sketchathon. So, little bit of comic book history there associated with this program, Geek Stuff TNG, or formerly known as Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Um, I'm. I, I'm I, of course I'm sad. I'm sad for my friend John Jr. I'm sad because I knew his dad and I got to spend time with his dad, and I thought his dad was an amazing artist and an amazing guy. And I'm very sad for my friend John Jr. And it's a sad occasion, but I also have to say the guy was 93. You know that man led a good life, and he touched a lot of people with his art. I mean, he's a legend. He was a living legend while he lived, and now he's just the other kind of legend. Yeah. You know, it, it, when I put in, you know, John Romita Sr., and the, one of the first images that comes up is the uh, marriage of Peter Parker and uh, and Mary Jane from about 1987, uh, the cover. Uh -huh. And I'm like, that was there was about a, you know, two-and-a-half-year period that I collected comics when I was a kid, uh, you know, begin before you and Sandwich were born. Um and that was one that I, I, you know, very memorable. Obviously, it's the the wedding of Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Um, but right. that, that was one that was one of his. So I'm like, you know, it was just first thing that comes up when when I typed in his name, and it was a comic that I had. So it's like you're right. He's touched a lot of lives. A lot of people have uh, enjoyed his artwork over the years. I mean, I've let I've been fortunate to meet a lot of legendary artists in my tenure of being a comic book fan i have met all the greats that were alive uh pretty much when uh, uh during well not all of them i mean i never met bob kane i never met uh I, I was about to say stanley but that's not who i meant i meant jack kirby i did meet stanley several times but i i never met jack kirby i wish i had i never met you know there are a variety of there there's obviously some people that i didn't get to meet but i have met some i met like i'm pretty sure i met is it joe simon that i met right before he died one of the creators of captain america i uh uh, I met uh, Carmine Infantino, who I think is is also passed on now. Jerry Robinson, who created the Joker. Uh, you know, like I've met, I've gotten the opportunity to meet a lot of really legendary comic book artists. I'm very, very glad. But I didn't get to spend a lot of quality personal time with those guys that I got to spend with John Romita Sr. Uh, uh, on that particular occasion of the Sketchathon, And... You know, it was just a really, it was a very special, very memorable experience to get to spend time with them. There's an amazing picture, and I'm so 
upset that I don't have access to it because it's on my my computer uh, that's in the archive right now of me and John Senior. I'll I'll find that photo in the fall when I'm when I'm back visiting. I'll find that photo and 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 maybe we'll post it up um, several months later. Um, it's really hysterical because John Senior I think is doing my Spider Man sketch at this point. And I'm pointing at the book. I asked somebody to take a picture. I'm going to just set it up. And John Sr. said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to look like I'm angry and correcting you. And he laughed and he thought it was hysterical. So it's it's John Rominer, just serious face drawing and me looking like I'm pointing at my sketchbook and screaming. You know what I mean? Like yelling, like angry face. The picture is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So uh, I'll post that up at some point. But yeah, it was very sad very sad occasion. And I reached out to John Jr. I haven't heard back yet. I'm sure they're going through a lot right now, but at some point I'll 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 try to reach out to him in a, in a couple of months and and see maybe we can get him to come on and talk about his dad. That would be a lot of fun if we were able to do that. So, yeah. And with that, I will bring my participation in this episode of Geek Stuff TNG episode 724 even though we're somehow only on 702 on the website i'll bring my participation to a close and let you two knuckleheads finish this out all right do your uh social media real quick and then get out of here on Fortnite, you can find me alone and crying yep under the name big kev gs because my friend Sandwich refuses to play with me. I do. It's not funny, dude. It's not funny. You put the game back on your computer to play with me a month ago and still haven't played with me. Yep. Imagine when Same. you guys can play it with the Apple Air I, iPad, I, I think he's whatever it is. That's what I'm going to need. Let's, uh, let's uh, save I'll... that. Let's save that for next week. <laughs> All right. I'll wait for Kev I'll... to somehow yell at me in in person almost. It'll be a anywhere. hologram of him right there in front of you like in, you, the, you didn't, like in see, Star Wars. This is what I'm talking about. I don't want to get dragged into this now, but you didn't see that part, Sandwich. You didn't see the part where you can do FaceTime, right? Yeah. You can do FaceTime. Like you and I can do FaceTime, right? Yeah. And it's and it would literally be like they use machine learning to like make me that you can see me talking to you even though I have the headset on and it looks like you're just talking to me. In the future, after ten thousand dollars, all three of us can sit in a room and do a podcast I, over I'm, the Appleverse. I would want to program it so it looks like the little blue holocrons from Star Wars, you know, and you're like little and and way in front of me. That's what I want it to be. I Anyways, okay. I, I think it's great. Let's talk about it next week. You guys should watch that video again and take notes, and then let's talk about that thing next week because I'm pretty right sure, on it. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure I'm getting that thing. Oh, yeah, I know. I can't wait to have it. All oh, right. I, I see what you did there. That's about me dying, right, Sandwich? Because that's, that's a funny topic to you, isn't it, that's, Sandwich? That's a lot. No, stop. No, you. No, can't. it is. No. It's a funny. Sa- isn't it? Ha ha ha! No. Ah, I mean, Kev's gonna die. Ha ha ha! No, no, come on. Ha 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 ha! Ha 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 ha! You're not supposed to do that. You know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be just like this. <laughs>
And then he leaves. He and left. Just, and then we're both sitting here. What the hell do we do now? I mean, seriously, then you head down to the archive and you find that John Romita Sr. sketch that says last one and you put it right on eBay and, you know, you buy Kevin Ice funeral. So, like, and I don't know if Kev will hear this because he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'd honestly, what I end up, like, piecing away. Also, I, I don't know if I end up being the one in control of that anyways. Um, but like if I do have control, like the sketchbooks I want to keep, because that's fucking incredible. Yeah. You know, some figures I want to keep. They're on display. Incredible. This this sketchbook on loan from the Big Kev Foundation, uh, for that's comic the thing arts. Too. Like by the time I'm like an older gentleman, an estately gentleman. I could put get a second house with some of those things, maybe. <laughs> if I wait long enough. If you wait long enough, depends. Like we were talking about last week, that that co- comic collection that had like every yeah. single comic, then it's worth like a billion dollars or whatever. Yeah. All right. Let's let's do this. Let's hit a couple of news items and then we can get out of here too. Uh, okay. Remember we were talking about that Gotham Knights piece of shit show. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so it's already canceled. I, I, I heard wonderful news. <laughs> yes. One. Well, I mean, like I think CW is cutting everything right because it's getting folded is it not i i mean yeah i thought that they were sold a year ago so i don't know why they're producing anything anymore but yeah so yeah they, they've shut down gotham knights and then also from what i did see they announced a shortened season four for the last show of the arrowverse superman and lois and, and it also looked like about i don't know how many but a good number of the main cast are gone like so it's going to be not only a shortened season but a smaller cast yeah, like the the series regulars are out. So yeah, so you know they're gonna let that let that limp across the finish line. Um, you, you know, it's a shame. You know, because I, I I guess it's hard for like a TV series. I say series because I I count the Arrowverse, even though they're all separate shows. I count it as one whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's sad that it kind of like had this, like during the height of the Arrowverse, it was awesome. And then it's kind of now like, I don't know a single person who's reasonably watched that in like five years. Is it the, it, did it go downhill like Game of Thrones did? Or did it just slowly fade? No. Like it, wasn't, it, wasn't the, Thrones... it got shitty all of a sudden. It just kind of, people stopped caring or did the quality go yeah, down? Yeah, I think both. I think the quality went down and then people just stopped caring. That's my take on it. If you have different takes, call the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. Um, but in my in my personal opinion, it became a lot. So first of all, they had a lot of shows, which isn't a bad thing in theory. But like, you kind of wanted to watch them all because you don't know when someone's gonna pop up. Right. The crossover. So then it's like, all right, I have to watch. I have to catch up on Legends of Tomorrow and The Arrow and Flash and oh, cool, now Supergirls in this. Now I gotta figure out what's going on in Supergirl. Because if they tie it into an episode, I gotta know what the hell's going on there. And it's a lot of like you you have to ping pong through a bunch of different shows continually at the same time. Whereas with the MCU shows, you know, you'll get one show and then one movie and then one show and then one movie. Whereas the, the CW thing, it was like comics. I was saying, it's a lot Every like week. comics. You gotta be reading all of them because they're crossing over constantly and then that gets exhausting. Yeah. When when they when they rebooted the new 52, which yes. is, was in like, you know, maybe 2008-ish. Something like that, yeah. You know, and I thought, 
I hadn't collected comics literally since about 1987, 88, right? I collected them for like three years or so right before high school. And then I stopped. And so when they said, oh, we're going to reboot, you know, New 52 starting at number one, I'm like, okay. So yeah, so I went and I got, you know, Justice League and Batman and, uh, you know, and all the Batman titles. There was like, you know, three different Batman titles. And, and, and then like, so I'm getting them every, you know, and then, you know, issues are coming out you know, bi-monthly, like there's so many different ones you have to get. And so I'm just, you know, getting them, putting them in the bag, putting them over there. I'll read it when I get a chance. I'll read it when I get a chance. And then before you know it, there was the Court of Owls. That was a crossover. So now, even though I was trying to just read through, now it's like, oh, now you got to read them in order. You got to stop Batman number seven and go to Batman and Robin numbers, number three and or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, and it got too complicated. I had to have a spreadsheet of which comic I had read to, to know where I was in the storyline. You couldn't just read a couple issues of this one, read a couple issues of that one, and I gave up on it. So I wonder if, if that's kind of what happened with the Arrowverse. Yeah. It was, it was just a lot. So, like, I started really collecting comics, actually, when they rebooted it again in, like, 2016 when they did Rebirth. So that was after the New 52, then came Rebirth. Yes, the New 52 was 2011. Rebirth was sometime 2016. Okay. So I remember I just moved up here to where I live now. And as a comic shop, obviously, we talk about all the time down the street. So I had no friends. So where do you get friends? You buy them at the comic shop. So, so not much has um, changed is what you're saying. Yes. Uh, well, I have Alex. I have my own sandwich. Alex's Sandwich is um, Sandwich. I mean, that, that is the name of this episode. Alex's Sandwich is Sandwich Part 2. There you go. Um, but, like, I didn't know what to do. So I'm like, okay, well, I've never lived anywhere near a comic shop my entire life. There's one down the street. Let's go there. And then, you know, through that, I met Kev, who I am thankful. You know, I know we joke on the show, but I'll ta- I'll be serious for a moment. You know, I count Kev as one of my best friends of all time. I love that guy to death. He drives me fucking nuts, but I would fucking kill for him. I have killed for him. Um, what? Take it out of the show. Um, <laughs> I, have to, I have to edit that out? Okay, I'm sure I'll, edit that out. I'm sure yeah. I'll remember to edit that out. If you don't, don't, I'll make my lawyer handle it. Um, so... You know, they rebooted New Fifty. They rebooted again when they did Rebirth, but they had—I don't know how many they had for New Fifty Two for Rebirth. They had like twenty comics one week and like twenty comics the next week. And because I had just started reading everything at once, I'm like, okay, I just had to keep up with all of these titles. Which initially, my brain, I'm like, well, it's like one issue. I buy a couple issues a week. I read them, and then it's good to go. But then it's like, oh, I. I didn't get Deathstroke. I read Deathstroke for like five issues. And then it's like, oh, I didn't read new, the new Superman one. Or I didn't read this. Okay. And then I started tr- losing one and losing ones and losing ones. And now I haven't generally picked up comics in a long time. The only thing I might start doing is there's a new Hulk line starting soon, apparently, that I heard was interesting. Uh, I'm going to look into it. Um, but comics nowadays, they're hard to keep up. And that's what happened with CW. You know, yeah. you start off, you're just watching Arrow and then you're just watching Flash. And then, you know, it's the Arrowverse. Then it's Legends of Tomorrow. And then they cross over and then they add Supergirl. And then they add uh, Constantine was part of it. And loosely, you know, the things from the DC Universe app thing that died after like a year. Some of that stuff was connected and it just felt like too much. And then they had, you know, at some point they did Superman and Lois, which I've heard fine things about. I've heard it's decent. Um, I don't know the exact, you know, validity of that statement, but I've heard it's decent enough. Um, and then Gotham Knights was 
just god awful and you don't even know where that sits in the cw verse the anniversary of building because i don't think it fits anywhere because yeah it's, it's got to be outside of the timeline right yeah, or in yeah. some other universe, or in some loosely connected to all of it. Loosely connected. Oh, it's the ghost of Kev back to back to haunt us for talking shit about him. I just said something real nice about Kev. Oh, you, you guys, still, you guys are are still doing it. I thought you'd be done. I just want to know how the bit went over when I just disappeared. <laughs> no, it was good. We're almost done. We were shocked, then we moved on. As we would, as we will in real life. Just like, just when it happens. Kev, I talked really nice about you, like, literally a few minutes ago. We're going to know that, man. Listen to me. I'm going to make sure you have all of the New York Comic Con information. Just in case. All right, yeah, Kev, you're not coming do. through. You're not coming through at all. So let's, let's I, do this. I, I will say I have a wedding in that month, so I hope it doesn't conflict. Hey, one last I thing. I hope it doesn't either because it would be a shame if you could not attend that wedding. It would be a shame to not go to Comic Con. I'm the best man in a wedding. Or one of the best, one of the groomsmen, I mean. Sorry, my apologies. What if we have the wedding it would at Comic Con? If you could. Uh, sorry, what? Kev, you broke up. You broke. What? At, 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 Kev is my friend. I love. You don't even, you don't even do it right. You don't even do it right. I'm not driving on the side of a tropical island in the middle of a storm, apparently. So it's harder to no, read. No, there's no rain now. Okay. Just rain. All right. Well, the tropical storm's gone away. So real quick, let's let's just wrap this up. When, when's the wedding? Sometime in October. I, I forget when. Okay. All right. If you want to apply to be the new you sandwich, can... because sandwich gets fired for not showing up to work at no, New York Comic Con. No, we have sandwich we can send. send. Yeah, Alex's sandwich's sandwich will send him to Comic Con while sandwich goes to the wedding and everything is good. And then, it, you, then you can Alex go to, to the, our booth. I'll have to, I'll have to tell, I'll have to, rela- I'll have to text sandwich and be like, hey, I need someone to pick up that box. And then he'll have to text sandwich's sandwich and say, hey, pick up that box. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I imagine this will go. There you go. Um, so I know this is going to come out after it's over, but Huracan is this weekend up in uh, was it? Yeah, Bethany. It's this weekend in East Rockaway. East New York. Rockaway at Bethany at the um, Bethany Church, right? Bethany Church. I am really upset to report I actually can't make it because we're doing Father's Day tomorrow. Um, uh, Father's Day tomorrow. Tomorrow Saturday. I know. Huh? Isn't it two days? Just one day. Huracan's only one day? Only one day. Oh. So if it was two days, I would go. But I I found out during the week that I'm doing Father's Day on Saturday. Because they're doing something else on Sunday. I'm sorry. We cannot offer refunds. For those of you who purchased meet and greet photo op opportunities with the sandwich, I'm very sorry. Uh, if you send us your receipt number, uh, we will uh, we'll send you a pre-signed sandwich uh, photograph. That's the best we can do here. Really unfortunate. No, because I actually was looking really forward to it. I was kind of mad when I found out last second that we had adjusted plans and I'm 
stranded down the shore for the all of Saturday. Well, hopefully somebody attended and they can give us a call on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And let us know how you it know, went. If the, if the producer got this show out today, I'm just saying, you know, it would be before Huracan. Just saying. I don't know that I can... I mean, but the, all right, if I can get it, th- if I can get it out, I'll go ahead and post it. I will post the show as soon as I can get it done, which might be late tonight. So early morning. And so if you're hearing this in the greater metropolitan area around East Rockaway, New York, uh, just get It'll a car and drive 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Go see, go see our friends over there. You might find uh, Superfan Sergey uh, around, which would be awesome. Say hi to him. And then I believe it's 10 to 5. East Rockaway, New Super York. Superfan Dave Donovan also will be there. Yeah, excellent. Yes. Excellent guy. Excellent guy, Dave is. So... Um, different super fans different super fans remember that yeah they yes. are completely different entities uh they have nothing to do with each other but uh both super fans of the show and we appreciate them very much them. Yep. and now i think if i'm not mistaken because sandwich can't go i think the duty falls to scott right is that <laughs> how the so yes. i have to hop on a plane to east rockaway tonight i've got to get on descending, the red eye so, so you so you, you can't go to east rockaway direct obviously so you what you have to do is fly into new york uh, and then I guess drive over in the morning. So you got to take a red eye and then hang out for a couple hours and fly home. What is it? It's uh, s- roughly 6.15, 6.30 California time on Friday. I'm sure I can get the LAX and get on that flight. No problem. Yeah. So you have to be at your time, at least you have to be uh, ready and chipper at the door 7 a.m. <laughs> um, California time. So because also. So, yeah. So your flight takes five hours. So right now, that's already your. That's one o'clock. If you were to somehow magically fly now, so really, what you should do is pack your bags now. Um, we'll call Nancy in accounting to figure out the ticketing uh, prices. You might have to fly Spirit, um, and we'll get you out to where you need to go. Spirit Airlines. We'll see. Probably. All right. Okay. I think we should wrap this up. Um, sandwich. Do your social medias. You can find me on Instagram at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M. B-L-E-D-O-R-E. And you can find me at Pide Scott on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Be sure you're following the show on the social medias, right? It is Geeks Up TNG on all of those places. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash Geeks Up TNG. Over on the website where Kev has made a point to mention that the new episodes aren't current. Uh, it's geeksuptng.com. But you can also find us on all your favorite podcatchers. And those episodes are current. And I will get this one posted just as soon as I possibly can. Uh, and with that, Kev, I'll leave it to you to close us out. With that, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 724, the one we called... Oh, man, do we have a name for this one? Alex's Sandwich is Sandwich 2. No. want to do that. Let's see. Uh, let's see. What do we talk about? I remember back in the old days when OG and I would try to combine like three or four topics into one title. That was fun. I don't think I can do that here. Um, um, the super jonesing of, uh, mm, I don't know. It's tough. Titles are tough. That's the name of the show. Life is tough. tough. How about life is tough, but not as tough as death. Oh, no. that's so heavy. That's that's bad. That's really heavy. We don't, we don't want to do that. We just say <laughs> titles are hard. There you go. How about just call it John Senior? Okay. 
There you go, John. We talked a bit about John Senior. I think yeah. he's a fairly significant topic. So absolutely, let's just call it John Senior. I like that. Yeah, I like it. And so we will bring this episode up to a close. Episode seven twenty four, the one we called John Senior to a close. The way we end some shows by saying. Good night, Treat Williams. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. I got life, mother. I got life, sister. I got freedom, brother. And I got good times, man. I got crazy ways, daughter. I got million-dollar charm, cousin. I got headaches and toothaches and bad times to like you. I got my hair, I got my head, I got my brains, I got my ears, I got my eyes, I got my nose, I got my mouth, I got my teeth, I got my tongue, I got my chin, I got my neck, I got my tits, I got my heart, I got my soul, I got my back, I got my ass, I got my arms, I got my hands, I got my fingers, got my legs, I got my feet, I got my toes, I got my liver, got my blood, I got life, I got life. Sister, I got freedom, brother. I got good times, good times, man. I got crazy ways, daughter. I got million dollar charm, cousin. I got headaches and too much and bad times. Oh my God! Oh! Got my hair, got my head, got my brains, got my ears, got my eyes, got my nose, my mouth. I got my teeth. I got my tongue, got my chin, got my neck, got my teeth. I got my feet, I got my toes, I got my liver, got my blood, got my guts, got my muscles. I got life, 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 life. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>